everybody. I told them you were the Minnesota Miracle Man. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hey, how's it going? That's Kevin. Hello, all. That sounded a little somber there. I, well, yeah. Normally you say, like, what's up, y'all? This was I'm a sorry, hello, let me try all. again. What's up, y'all? There you go. There you go. He's back. He's back. <laughs> uh, before we get going, I just want to give a shout out to everybody who's telling their friends, who's reviewing us on iTunes, who's going to thequacktack.com. Numbers are up. They're continuing to rise. So I want to thank you for that. And let's keep it going. And with that being said, Tommy, what is our topic today? We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be kind of stepping back and talking about the uh, the best child actors in the Mighty Ducks uh, trilogy. Yes. If these documentaries were to be made films and were played by these child actors, who would have done the best job? And there's a lot of variables to consider here, considering you have, I mean, not everyone's role is the same. There's high degree of difficulty for some of the roles. But, I mean, overall... Is anyone really terrible? Like, there are some bad moments, but I, I like, looking at it overall, I feel like the children, well done. Did you say the children? The children? Children. Not from the South. I mean, agree or disagree? I agree, you know, it's, there's no real, like, cringeworthy moments or anything like you get in some, uh, in some movies these days, and... You know, even like going back and watching it, you know, we're, we're obviously much older. It's like, okay, yeah, they did a pretty good job. And and it's like, you feel like they might have gotten rid of a couple of kids because they weren't the greatest actors in after D1. But, like, they actually were pretty good. Like, like some of the actors who left actually went on to go, you know, do more acting. It wasn't like a one and done thing. Yeah. Now, when you talk about high degree of difficulty, I mean, I think there's Conway, obviously. He's got a lot of... A lot of, you know, crying scenes. He got a couple of crying scenes, I guess. Not a lot. But he's, he's got a full range of emotion. Uh, and then from there, I don't know, Banks? He has that one scene in the locker room uh, in D1 when he just walks in and you know, I just want to play hockey. And then he's got the, the injury scene. Would you consider him similar to Charlie? I don't know. Banks, I feel like, kind of goes downhill after D1. I think D1, you know, he does kind of have, because he's conflicted and whatever, just wants to play hockey, but, you know, he wants to fit in, whatever. And then he, like, gets a smaller role as the the movies go on, D2 and D3. Like, D3, how many words does he say? Not a lot. Three? Yeah. Come on, it's fun. Like, for the tradition (laughs) thing. That's it. Yeah, he has a couple where he, like, argues with Charlie during their fight in JV Varsity Showdown. But, uh, I mean, from there, you have... Goldberg, who kind of steals the show, especially early on, but he's kind of the, like, funny guy. Yeah, Goldberg's great. He's a comic relief. But is it easier to be funny, or is it harder to be the funny guy? Uh, Depends on the writing, I guess. Harder. It's always harder to be the funny guy. Really? Comedy is the most difficult thing in all of acting. But he's not... The like main guy per se. He doesn't have to deliver all the time. He can pick his moments in the scene, and then he jumps in with the with the quip and jumps back out. He's like the third man in the booth. Like the less least pressure is on him. Do you account for that at all? I still think it's more difficult to be genuinely funny than it is to be genuinely sad or happy or, I mean, anybody can fake a tear. It's very difficult to fake being funny. That's a good point. And it's not, ju- and it's also not just one-liners. I'd say, like in, uh, I think one of the f- 
the the funniest parts in, in D1 is when Goldberg is like pleading with the refs when he's like he's like I'm blinking my eyes what are they doing like shooting at me it's like it was just really funny and then in D3 of or and whenever they're actually, I guess it was in D two when they're like roller skating. When does he like fall down the hill? That's D three. D three. Yeah, I yeah. think that was a pretty funny part. So, all right, fair enough. I should mention like the actors' names. You had Joshua Jackson for Conway, Vincent Larusso mm-hmm. for Banks, and then Sean Weiss for Goldberg. Uh, I mean, from there, do you look at anybody else on the Ducks? It, it depends, really, because like Dwayne is. Uh, is actually a Texan, so it's like that's not a real stretch for him. Now, if he was like, you know, some kid from Brooklyn, be like, wow, that kid's a great actor, but you know, not that great. I think, uh, I think Jesse Hall is pretty good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne with Dwayne is that he is a Texan, obviously he has the accent, but I mean, he's got to play it up a little bit. That's Ty O'Neill, by the way, who played Dwayne. Uh, he's got to play it up a little bit. Do you give him any credit for that, or is that just more? Is it more just being him, or does he have a shtick? I guess he does like adopt the the character of like having a shtick, and I mean, we don't really know what Ty was like beforehand. If he was like a serious dramatic actor or something. Yeah, Kevin, how's your phone doing? I'm 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 working on stuff here, guys. Sorry, I'm 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 a little checked out of this podcast. Um, I'm working on it. Um, so continue listening to Tommy and Mike. It's just very unprofessional right now, but we'll... It's for the pod. I'm doing stuff for the pod, but... How about you do something for the pod the other 23 hours of the day? <laughs> yeah. Oh. 23 and a half, really. <laughs> All right. Moving on. I mean, you look at Jesse, you look at Dwayne, you look at Goldberg, really. And they don't really have, like, big moments. I think that's my biggest knock against them is is charlie he's talking to bombay in d3 and he's crying and all that kind of stuff he's got a couple of them you got banks who has the locker room scene where he's holding his stick out and then he and d2 d1 he has a scene where he walks in um Dwayne, i guess he ropes the the person but that's more like a physical move goldberg's got got He's got some scenes, but does he have really like a, a clear moment? The only one I can maybe think of is when he scores in D3. And then it's like he obviously scores and falls down. And then he gets up and he has this like crazy like look on his face, like exasperated. And he's like, don't ever do that to me again, Charlie. Yeah, that's a good point. He does he does kind of play it up there. It's a, it's a good moment. I'll give him that. Um, Jesse... I think Jesse, when he, like, loses his cool, like, he does a lot. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. Like, the um, like when Banks, like, f- first joins the team and he scores, and Jesse is, like, looks off and he's like, man. And then uh, in D2, when he gets, like, uh, into the penalty box and Russ is, like, goading him, like, you know, he kind of, like, jumps off after mm-hmm. him. And he looks, like, genuinely pissed. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good. I mean, But, again, it's not like the... Focus, those were like what, like three seconds, like shots. Yeah. So, I would, do we give him credit? He has one of the best lines, which is, "Putting on a duck's jersey doesn't make you a real duck." Is there credit? Any credit for the dialogue there? Or is that just all the writing? Well, first of all, it's great writing. Don't you agree, Kevin? It's always great writing. I mean, writing is a, kind of a loose term because we all understand that there are documentaries, but 
It's very difficult to be genuine all the time, so there needs to be a little bit of writing. So we understand that. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Kevin, go back on your phone. Yeah. Kind of jumped in blindly there, folks. <laughs> no one could tell. Smooth transition. Uh, back to like the real conversation that Kevin kind of interrupted. But when you look at these kids, these actors... And you look at the best, how much are we taking into account what they've done since the Ducks? I don't think we should take that into account because it's all about what is happening at that time. Who is the best at what they're doing then? Yeah, because we're obviously being biased. Like, if yeah. it's like, oh, Keenan, he's gone on to do great stuff, so he must be one of the best actors. That's like rating like the greatest college football or basketball players based on what they did in the pros. It's not fair. But when you... That's Christian Leitner is one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. But if you take into account his pro career, you look like a moron. That's a little different, though, because it's a whole different level. It's a different type of game where acting, it's kind of still acting when you're younger. So, I mean, if you look at Keenan Thompson, did he... Was he the best actor? He wasn't the best actor in D2 or D3 because he got those roles. But did he get those roles because he was the best actor in D2 and D3? Well, I think he was really good in D2 and D3. I mean, he was solid. Like, he was, like, every, like, shot or scene he was in, he almost kind of, like, stole it. Like, starting in D2, you know, even when he was, like, introduced, he's, like, blowing his face against the the glass you know it's real funny and then in d3 you know like when he like explains everything to to Dwayne, something about a shrinking sphincter exactly it's funny like he has good timing and like he's not like delivering the same like all his jokes with like the same you know expression because that is what like goldberg a couple of times with his jokes he's kind of like a you know jokester or whatever and like and averman i guess is a good example of that like he he has like the same shtick every time but russ doesn't he also i mean in all fairness was I, for lack of a better word, the most trained actor at that point. I mean, he was on all that, Keenan and Kel. Like, he's, he was a very experienced actor. Fun fact according to Keenan Thompson's INDDB page, D2 was his very first role. Really? Yes. 1994. Wow. I, did, I would not have guessed that. Well, yeah, it was I, really good. Yeah, he, all that was. Springboard after. him then. Yeah, oh, it definitely, so. you know. Sprang him. I did not know that. Sprung him. That is a fun fact, Mike. Thank you. For Great debut. It's been all fact. uphill since. Yeah. Usually you disagree with my fun fact, so I'm glad that you got one in. Now he's like essentially Denzel Washington. So. Yeah. Have you seen Fat Albert? It's like uh, training, uh, <laughs> training day. <laughs> Can't even get through that sentence. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, is he. The best, then. Is he the best duck, I should say? Keenan. Uh, as, as it's hard as to argue otherwise. Go, yeah. I mean, I, okay, it's... Uh, Joshua Jackson had a very nice run of... Well, again, we can't we can't really compare it. Now, when you said uh, earlier, it's like it's still acting, but there's different kinds of acting. It's like, what if the guy here was like... like you know, he was okay in a movie, but he's like fantastic in the theater or whatever, which is a totally different kind of thing to, like, if he was on Broadway okay, or something. Okay, all right, that's fair. Uh, I, I get, what is the criteria here? Like, who, are we just saying, like, who do we think was the most authentic duck? Yes. Who 
did you believe the most? I believe Charlie, but not as much in D1. It was just kind of like, yeah, he's like the wimpy kid, whatever. And then in D2, it was like, whatever. D3, he like when he was like the douche, I really disliked him. And so I thought that was a good, like a sign of a good actor. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, I will argue Banks simply because like he just doesn't give a fuck about anything but hockey. Like, and, and you know that the entire time. Like, you never question that. But as we mentioned while you were on the phone. I was doing work, motherfuckers. <laughs> all right. Banks tails off. And he has like one big scene in D2. When he's with Gordon in the locker room, holding the stick out. That's a terrible scene. I hate that scene. Really? I do. Why? Well, it's just, I woke up and the pain was gone. (laughs) The pain was gone. (laughs) Uh, I do want to say, though, um, we kind of talked about Banks as maybe, like, inner demons. And, like, in D3, you know, maybe, who's the actor? Vincent LaRusso. Vincent LaRusso. Maybe he's a real method actor. And maybe he knows that, like, Banks is going through these demons. And so maybe he's offset, you know, drinking because Banks, you know, he might have had to go drink because he's, you know, on the varsity and the JV. He's got a ton of pressure, weight on his shoulders. And so maybe that's why he you know, never opens his mouth in D3 because he's about to vomit all over the place because he's, you know, drunk. Just I'm, like Banks. I'm, I 100% support that. Real method actor all the way. Vincent LaRusso, if you're out there, Please let us know whether you did that. I'd love to talk to you about your methods in D three, especially. But still, I mean, does that does that count? Even if we like, we don't know the behind the scenes of what anybody did. So, should we give Vincent Larusso credit for this thing he may or may not have done when we don't know if Charlie, if Joshua Jackson was, you know being a dick in real life like it was i can imagine joshua jackson being a dick in real life <laughs> like going around like yelling at the caterers it's like i asked for turkey baloney what the hell is this <laughs> all right okay so i mean it guess it comes back to the question kevin threw out banks as like the best i guess for consideration of the best we got keenan thompson we got joshua jackson um who are some guys who are only, like, in one movie? Well, you got Peter Mark, J- played by J.D. Daniels. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, he he played his character well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Dave Karp, Aaron Schwartz. He was pretty good, too. I mean, I think this goes back to the, like, they had, a, like, a ton of good, you know, children, like, child actors. Like, they were all, there's no, like, one weak link. I guess you can maybe say, like... Like maybe Tammy and Tommy Duncan, but they didn't really have that much screen time, and they were okay when they did it. But like, yeah, I mean, it, then that goes back to like Tommy Duncan, Danny Tamborelli. He went and had like a good, like, career, and then he was like voice acting too. So, killing it as a voice actor, though. Yeah, definitely. Grand Theft Auto Five. Shout out. I mean the. Shout out Danny Tamborelli. Yeah, if you want to come on the pod, hit us up, thequietconnect.com. I mean, when you look at Danny Tamborelli and his post. Duck success, and then you look at Keenan Thompson and his like post duck success, and you could say, okay, like we can't, we can't judge Keenan's success and carry that into our evaluation. But maybe because Tommy Duncan didn't have a big roles or anything like that, but maybe Tommy Duncan didn't have the opportunity to have those roles. 
I want to bring up something. I didn't think Fulton Reed was a great actor in the first one. Like, I think he got better in the third one. And he basically didn't do much mainstream until now where yeah. he's like in the Hunger Games. He's in Daredevil on Netflix. So he kind of like blew up later in life. And Shout you know, out to Joyce who uh, who dropped the pod to Fulton the other day. Oh, yeah. Joyce saying shout out to her. Yeah. Fulton is aware of this podcast. Yeah. Eldon Henson. Shout out to him. You want to come on the pod? Hit us up. This is basically just infomercial for us to call out people from the Ducks to come on the podcast. But yeah, I mean, how do you kind of evaluate that? Kevin is raising his hand right now. He has a, he has I, a point. He has some. Normally, Kevin just butts right in. <laughs> I think a very important um, factor in this conversation with like child actors and stuff. It's very important to like how they end up growing up. Like, as far as, like, how they look when they grow up and, you know, how they sound. Because it's a very big unknown when they're child actors. They could be great child actors, but if they grow oh, up ugly... Yeah, that's true. They're like, not going to be... They're obviously not going to have the same level of success. Think of, of uh, Macaulay Culkin. Like, he's not... He's kind of weird looking when he grew up. Yeah. Like, real skinny, kind right. of big ears, pale. He probably did a lot of crack, too. Shout out, Macaulay. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna get him. We shared a, we share a name. At least you you had a role in a movie where we shared shared a name. So if you want to come on the pod, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> he just said he did crack, and now you want him on the podcast. I I think it'd be great. I mean, it would, but he, I don't he, think that's the best way he, to lure him. He here. could have a rebuttal. Okay, fair. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think it's it's very dependent on like how they grow up, which is. You know, a crapshoot for any kid. Like, unfortunately, Mike grew up really ugly. Tommy and I are beautiful. That's a good Um, point. You know, so Mike has to deal with that on a day-to-day basis. But when he was a kid, sure, he's probably cute. Most kids are cute. Like, well, that's not true. But, (laughs) you know. Yeah, Carp wasn't that great-looking kid, but he turned out to, like. He turned out to be a good-looking dude. Yeah, he he, was a good-looking dude. Yeah, he lost the baby fat. So. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, there was no one in the Ducks universe that really turned into, like, somebody really bad. At least that we know of. You mean, like, really bad looking? Like, or I, like I mean, just like, like, like a bad dude. Both. Like, do we know anybody who got, like, was into, like, drugs hardcore or something and, like, died young or anything like that? I think most of them, at least. I don't know. Like, I can't verify this, but I think they're all still alive. So, that's good. But... So I mean, like when you we talked about all this shit, and we need like a decision. I guess the one other thing before we get a decision is the villains. So you have really you have McGill played by Michael Owens. You have Larson played by Casey Garvin. You got Gunnar Stahl played by Scott White, and then you got uh, Rick Riley, the captain on Varsity, played by Christopher Orr. How much credit do you give them? And is it is it easier to play a villain than a uh, like the hero? Um, I think it might be. I don't know. It, it might be easier to be the role because I think it's easier to get people to dislike you than it is to get people to like you. It's like, um, like McGill. He has like what three lines and everyone hates him. But like Larson is. You know, he has to show I'm conflicted, whatever, and so like, and he's not really a villain. He's you know, he's not really a bad dude, right? Mm-hmm. So that's difficult. And McGill, I don't think is a good actor. He just kind of like, what did you do? It's like, My job. There's your one line. All right, later. 
It's kind of like the wrestling theory. Like, it's very easy to oh, yeah. get a, an entire nation to turn on one person very quickly, but it's much more difficult to get that entire fan base or whatever to turn around and love that person again. So it's much more easy to go heel than it is to go hero, if you will. And you know another actor, I guess, who is uh, kind of like come into his own is Cole. Like, who played Cole? Michael Cublitz. Okay, now he's like a, a real actor now. He was in Band of Brothers, and he was, uh, what's he in now? He's in uh, Walking Dead, or or, he, or I think he was in that. I don't know. Obviously, uh, we've done our research. <laughs> yeah, clearly. That's what Kevin should have been doing on his phone. I was doing important okay, work, okay. motherfuckers. Uh, I think Scott White, if we were just basing an FOD2, he'd be like, okay, you said you know one line. But I guess he showed his range in D3, dropping that Iceland accent. And going right to America, so that was good. I mean, if you look at D two and you look at Gunnar Stahl and Scott White, like we don't like Gunnar Stahl at the beginning, really, just because he's on Iceland, really, and then he comes around at the end and turns into a likable character. Is that a product of acting, of writing? Is that harder to do than just being like the snotty high school kids, like? Uh, Cudlitz and Christopher Orivore. It's very easy to become likable after you lose, though. Yeah, to be gracious in defeat. Yeah. Okay. If they had won, he it, it wouldn't be the same kind of, oh, man, this guy's a great guy. Like, you would see him as just being a douche if he went over and was like, hey, shake my hand, we beat your ass. Like, Yeah, and I think, he, like, I never think he's not unlikable. Um, just because he doesn't really talk, does he? No. And then, like, when he does, like, say, like, lines are like, you lost it for me, Gunner. It's like, you lost it for yourself. Oh, he's a likable guy, and let's go shake their hands, likable. And then when he goes to Conway, says, you know, good job, Captain Duck. It's like, oh, you know, he's a great guy. We like him. So I want to put him in the villain category. All right. So we don't really have a great villain, then, in the Mighty Ducks universe, what you guys are kind of saying here. Well, I mean, the dentist would be. The but- dentist oh, the dentist, solid. yeah. But I think that's, that's for another pod, though. Yeah, I mean. we're talking about only children here. Or former children, I guess they're adults now. I was Everybody's sure. a former child. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, do we, are we able to come up with like the best perform? Uh, it doesn't even have to be the best actor, I guess. Cause, I mean, a lot of factors there. Do we have a best performance throughout the trilogy? I think Averman is. Averman's the most consistent. Great, yeah, great at what he does. If we're going on performance, then like yeah like that character that is Averman that is great but like it's not it doesn't take a lot of like range whatever now then again you know Kevin said it's hard to be funny yeah and Averman is consistently funny so I hadn't really thought about that so he's pretty good you know I still think Conway in D3 was a really good performance by Joshua Jackson just because I really disliked him and he like kind of was a almost a different character than in D1 and D2 so which is difficult Averman was the same character through all all throughout. That's a good point. I mean, I did enjoy Russ. He kind of had a little bit of everything. Obviously, he, he was like heavy on the funny, but he did come out when when Iceland was going after him. He's like, "Oh, they're gonna be rushing me, coach." And like, I believed Russ's Russ's struggle there when he came out. So, I'm and gonna... he and he did grow up a little in D three. You know, like he had a little bit more like more serious yeah moments. So yeah, shout out Keenan Thompson. He's gonna <laughs> come on the pod. Uh, you know, someone who he didn't talk about is Dean Portman. Yeah. D2 is pretty good. The one thing 
I like I didn't really believe him when he came down when he got thrown out of the first Iceland game and he came down and he came down to uh Sanderson in the box and like I want a piece of you Sanderson like it was <laughs> kind of ridiculous there so I gave him minus points for that but the locker room scene is solid yeah and Bombay does go to him first so he kind of sets the tone for that whole little yeah sequence of like and he shows his vulnerability yeah so good job maybe you know great job but I don't think he was the top, top guy. That's what I'm saying. All right. Kevin, do we have our quack question? We actually got a flurry here. Oh, wow. Uh, we might have to put a couple of these in the bank. Um, thanks to our very loyal, very, very loyal fans. Um, we actually got a ton of these here. Um, um, pick one. Let's see. We'll go with the first one. Uh, first is best, I, I suppose. Um uh, this one goes. This is go, one goes out to Hannah. Uh, the 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 Twitter handle is uh, Wolf Wolf Chile. I don't know how to. I I I, I don't know how else to say that. Um, Mike will put it in the show notes. Um, and this is, uh, we we might need to be very careful here, guys. But uh, the question is: Is anyone on the team secretly gay? So I'll let Mike kick things off here. Very good question. Solid question. I think we can eliminate some right away. Guy Germain. I, 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 have a, I, have a, I have a hot take. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Remember oh, no. you said you had to be careful, so please do. Oh, no. Let's good. just hear Guy Germain right now. No, I, I just want to say maybe he's trying a little too hard. To like Maybe he is gay. He's like trying really hard. I just think he's a teenage boy. You know. Well, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm just being devil's advocate here. <laughs> so you think he's trying no, I to, don't think to he's hide the fact? Gay. Go ahead, continue, Mike. I All just right. wanted that hot take to get out. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm glad it's out there, I guess. Um, Conway, I mean, goes after Linda right there. Yeah, and D3 goes after Linda. You got... Uh, uh, Mendoza is, is girl crazy. Yeah. Men- oh no no no! I don't I don't know. I think that's like overcompensating. He's, no. I don't know. He's making out with head cheerleader, and he's like going after and like under the table, like looking up panties and stuff. Yeah, he's a perv. He's not all like talking about. Hey, let's go ch- scope some chicks. He's like smooth and silent about it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. And then obviously you got Moreau on the other side, and then I think it's been established there was some tension there between Julie the cat and Scooter. Yeah, that's so. Got to eliminate her as well. So, I mean... Maybe Averman. He never really has any sort of love interest. Well, no one... Like, like, yeah. Most of the team doesn't have a love interest. I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, Banks? I can see that. Yeah, maybe that's why he's so quiet in D3, because he's he's got these inner demons. He's conflicted. And uh, I think everyone on the team would be okay with him, of course. As is uh, as is correct. Just put that out there. There's nothing wrong with being gay. True that. And then, I mean, you look down the list. You look at, uh, I mean, Carp doesn't really know what girls are. <laughs> well, actually, no. In D1, he goes, he when they oh, find those yeah. dirty magazines, they're like, this Sears catalog, whatever it is. He's like, look, gee, it's your mom. And so Carp obviously knows what, like, women look like. That's a, I mean, when you look at that, that Sports Illustrated. And, and he did like run off to it and he was like really eager to open it. So like yeah. Carp, you know, so probably Carp, not gay. I mean, Averman was in that same kind of group there that was looking at, at the uh, 
the magazines. No, it was Peter who said, "Look, look at your mom." Yeah, Carp was enthusiastic about. Carp was trying to trying to make it a business. He was <laughs> yeah. trying to like first looks free and then whatever after that. Um, I mean, Fulton, Dean Portman, probably. I mean, Hannah I'll, asked a very dangerous question. Yeah, it's yeah, just, I don't. Uh, that's like good. It. You know, these are the questions that that need to be asked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which one of the characters in the Mighty Ducks trilogy might have been secretly gay? I mean, like, just going down the list, you had Jesse Hall, Ken Wu, Averman we already mentioned, Luis Mendoza we mentioned, Peter Mark, Russ Tyler, Tammy Duncan, Tommy Duncan, hey, Harry Hall. Another hot take. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had to, like, first blush, I would say no. But if you look at it, like if if it was someone like Banks, I could see it. I could see it there. And I mean, obviously this is nineties, a little different time now, but uh, a little different time now than from the nineties. But I think people would be okay with it. Kevin, hot take here, hot take coming in, coming in hot. Coming Don't in get hot. us like uh, a lawsuit. <laughs> We're way beyond that, my friend. <laughs> Um, Connie might be secretly gay. She keeps Guy at a very solid arm's length the entire series. And maybe it's because she likes women. Counterpoint. They make out at the end of D1. Well, well, I don't really have any rebuttal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Gee, the entire time is chasing the pooty, and he never gets the <laughs> the pooty. Do you think, Kevin, that maybe that Gee is secretly gay and Connie is actually is also secretly gay, and they know about each other, and so it's actually just a, a ruse they have for everyone else, so no one thinks they're gay? This sounds like a a great spinoff. <laughs> This needs to be. This sounds movie. like a terrible movie with like Cuba Gooding Jr. in it or something. Shout out, Cuba. <laughs> yeah. You want to be on the pod? You know where to go. He's got to have a Twitter, right? Yeah. I mean, he's probably a big fan of this pod. Like, it's right up his alley. He loves hockey. Uh, <laughs> uh, for final verdict, I don't necessarily think anyone is secretly gay. I could perhaps see it. But it would happening. be great if they are. Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Hannah, that was a very difficult question for us to have to dance around. But thank you for it. Yeah, keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it took, it took us to a territory we hadn't been before. So I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get your quiet question in, obviously, we, apparently we have like a backup now. But I, I imagine Hannah's next question is going to be which one of them is secretly a racist. And so I look forward to talking about that next week. Yeah. It's definitely Tommy. It's definitely, I thought I was going to say Dwayne. Oh, oh, not yeah. among us. Oh, oh okay. characters. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't saying Tommy Duncan. I was saying Tommy, you, Tommy. Yeah, I got that. All right. This has gone off the rails long enough. Uh, keep throwing your quick questions at us. Apparently, we have backup now, but we're going to get to them all eventually. And we might have a, we might have a full episode of just quack questions. Who knows? We're wild and crazy like that. Uh, you can tweet us your quack question. Uh, hashtag quack question. And then you... Uh, or you can just reply to us, I guess, at Quack Deck Pod on Twitter. Uh, 
thequaketech.com. It's our webpage. Go there. Listen. Contact us. Facebook. Search us out. The Quake Tech Podcast. Uh, most importantly, go to iTunes. Do it right now. You have nothing else to do. You're not working. <laughs> so go there right really now. shouting out our base there. Go. <laughs> I'm just saying they could be at work, but they're not like actually doing work. So go there right now. Search the Quake Deck podcast. Subscribe. Then give us a five star rating. Then write a great review. Tell us which duck you think is secretly a racist <laughs> or not. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>